Welcome to Nairobi Chapel and Bakasi. We grow deep to reach wide. Ephesians chapter 5, we'll read from verse 15 to 33. Ephesians 5, we'll read from verse 15 to 33. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish. But understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit of God, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, verse 22. Submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church, his body of which he is the savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In this same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, verse 29, all, after all, no one ever hated their own body, but they feed and care for their body, just as Christ does the church. For we are members of his body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery, but I am talking about Christ and the church. Finally, however, each one of you also must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. Today we are on the path of the vows that are simply said, to love and to cherish till death do us part. To love and to cherish till death do us part. Why is death being mentioned in the most beautiful part of a wedding ceremony? Why? Does it signal curse, a curse on the marriage? Is God saying, was this guy saying, death? Why is that? Let's pray, guys. Father, as we get into your word, we pray that you prepare our hearts for what you have in store. May my mind not be on show, but may the word of God be exalted. In Jesus' name, we all say, Amen. How many have ever read the Song of Solomon? You and I are a preacher. This is, ah, there is a time I was teaching the Song of Solomon to young pastors. And guess what they told me? At the pastor, kuna, eh, some books that are not supposed to be shared openly. Where is that in the Bible? If you've read the Song of Solomon, you realize it is the poetic book full of sexual innuendo. It is a fire. It is a hotter. Sorry to say this in church, than porn. Praise the Lord. Mm. If you think I'm kidding, <laughs> verse in chapter one, verse number two. 
Verse number. Let him kiss me. Hey, Kianani. With the kisses of his mouth. For thy love is better than wine. What do I want? The love is better. In the Nikuapa, in the Bible, he's not in the Bible. See, or any other in the Bible. The love is better than? Mm. I am black, the lady says, but calmly. Oh, you daughter of Jerusalem, as the tents of Keda, as the curtains of Solomon. Look not upon me because I'm black. Translation, you don't need to, to tint yourself. I be a neighbor, don't tint. You see tint, you see tint. Store it, store it. Wacha kutoa, iko tu sawa. Tell me, O thou was seven, whom my soul loveth, where you feed, where you make thy flock rest, my goodness. I have compared thee to a company of horses. Hey, your cheeks <laughs> are comely with rows of jewels. Your neck with chains. Kuna zile kasiyezi soma. As the apple tree among the trees of the wood, so is my beloved among the sons. I sat down under his shadow with great delight, and his fruit was kianani. My beloved spoke and said to me, Rise up, my love, my fair. The songs of Solomon. I urge you, both married, single, read the song of Solomon. It is an amazing book. It talks about the wedding of King Solomon to the Shulamite. The Bible calls him the lady who was dark skinned and a farmer. And yet, Aliolewana, the wisest man who ever lived. You see the Rao farming, you see the Rao. Farmer Aliolewana, the king of Israel. It is an amazing book. It talks about the courtship that these guys were going through. And not just the courtship, but also the wedding. It is an amazing book of just love. If you go into Kina chapter 4, it gets fire. Yani, unasoma bako unasema, is this in the word of God? Yes, it is. Like King Solomon aliandika. What I love about it most, though, is chapter 2, verse number 15. It talks about what the Bible is called foxes. These little foxes. Foxes that are messing up their vineyard. And it is there that I want us to talk about today. When we are talking about the foxes, you'll realize that in chapter 2, they're talking about the courtship. Wedding age happened. Wedding begins in chapter 1, but the memories of their courtship is in chapter 2. And so the first time I read it, I was like, oh, I need to watch out for the foxes in my marriage. You know those things that will mess your marriage? But this is actually before. Which tells us that one of the most important places of sorting out our marriage is before we get married. How are you guys doing it? Especially the single ones. How are you protecting your future relationship together? How are you doing it? One of the things that I really regret is me and my wife didn't really do anything before. See, it was okay, Now, when you live in the marriage, you know, you are like, Woo, what do we do? 
This is why the church, by the way, came up with PMC system. This is why, to help with the issue of the foxes. One of the things to realize, if you have good friends, for example, they will help. If you have good family members, tell you, hey, aka kachali, aka. Hey, who you? I know my mom used to be that person. Every time, nah, I'm young, I'm in high school. Then I'm like, hey, 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 after my mom that one, and I would listen. So you can imagine, before I got married, let a car up, and he yes, who are you? <laughs> like, hey. Do you have those people in your life? That's the question. That is why the church puts up PMCC, pre-marital counseling class. It is there to help you quiet down. Majo moto ya marriage sasingine, hey, mwapataka denka chali on fire. Uko songs of Solomon chapter 2. Uko maani. We quiet you guys down. You will slow you down. We ask you to look at your future, Kidogo. We, we ask you to pour your life into a changing relationship. It forces couples to slow down. Kidogo, Kidogo. You're not saying you don't get married, but just slow down and give your relationship some time and energy before making the biggest commitment of your life. The biggest thing it does, by the way, is sort through expectations. What's your expectation in this marriage? His money is our money. My money is? Your expectation. Nani atakuwa nafunga getu siku? Nijo kuna hizo? Una, nafuko siku wa mendakulala unashindua? But the gate is not on the same way. We go to you and my mom and you're going to feel like, oh, what's the problem? Go close the filter. How are you going to see our families over the holidays? Not even expectations. Where are we going to go over Easter? Is it your parents or mine? Na kama tuyena kwa kwa Easter, Christmas, then? How often the married people will understand are we to have sex in the house? Is it once a week? Once a month? Single people may angalia chini. Thank you for looking down. <laughs> How often? Hey, you're going to ski action every day. If you're working full time, who will take care of the home? Do you believe in households? Expectations. That's one of the biggest things PMCC does. It also helps in conflict or solving conflict. Understanding or bringing two families into one, that is something you discuss there. Strengthening communication skills of the spouse, spouses. And it helps them to start to form what we have called a shared vision. This is what we want, so help us God. One thing I've always said, though, is that in as much as kuna premarital counseling, I actually believe there should be post-marital counseling. Post, because after marriage, especially honeymoon, eh, is this the person? Okay. 
They actually their breath, yani kumbe my goodness. This is how they behave to your dead. Swim home. Say matter what to everything I'm in gear to belly heart. My goodness embarrassment. Ah, me I can't. I have there's somebody I actually know who got divorced after ten days of marriage. Ten days. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Then done. Bye. See you. One of the greatest misconceptions is misconceptions in life is the fact that when two people are getting married, they marry because they know each other. Ah, Karon and Juabana. Yes, I've seen the mom. So I've seen the dad. So I've seen a uh, with jeans, with a skirt. The fact of the matter is that when most of us are getting married, we are getting married at the dream phase of life, of or of a relationship. The honeymoon phase. Emotions are over here. We overlook issues quickly. You're still my angel. This is simply because, like we said, like we said last week, the stage of the relationship, this one, has a lot of constant excitement. We are happy and at peace, and nothing can stop us. Nothing, zero. The sad truth to all of this is by the time we are reading or repeating the vows, we actually do not know who our spouse is. We have no clue. It's like today in Plugin, I was asked, how do I get to know the Lord? The spirit of him lives inside of me. Well, I got born again. So how, how do I know him? It's a journey. And so is marriage. Ecclesiastes 7.20 says, Indeed, there is no one on earth who is righteous, no one who does what is right and never sins. Romans 23, For everyone has sinned, we all fall short of God's glorious standard. That's the New Living Translation. One of the greatest things you must recognize in marriage, before marriage, on your way to marriage, is that all of us, including me, by the way, are sinners. There's a pastor that I love when he does weddings. He did mine as well. Every wedding he does, before he begins to talk to the spouses, to exchange their vows, he tells them to look at each other. Then he's like, you see the person you're looking at? Is the greatest sinner alive? You know, the couple, you can tell by the couple of And he said that at my wedding as well, and I was like, "Who said you did that?" I said, "No, leave us alone." I said, "We want to enjoy to honeymoon. Talk about this, Each one of us is full of sin. I said here last week, if the Lord allowed us to see my life over here. Next What do you mean? All of us have sinned. We sin every day. I kid you not. I bet all of us. Ashangusha sin more than a billion by now since today. Maybe Nika Wongo, me there's a Mercedes Benz I'm seeing on my right. 
Na shindwa tu boss. Hao. Mpaka niosema leo yaki siezi tukapa kasi guza hata kani hili. Ndio ile. That's that's wrong. Never assume that your neighbor is the holiest man or woman in the earth and you probably never had a fly. In the same manner, never assume that your spouse is holy. Not a pastor. Never assume. That he or she will never had a fly. No. And here is the most painful one. Never assume that your spouse will never hurt you. Unaona ile kuguzwa mguu alikukanyanga ukiwa hanimu, ukienda suimu. Ukalia kidogo kasema, "Sipatini sweet." Your spouse will actually probably hurt you more than anyone in the world. Never assume. We are all human beings that are prone to sin and the more you think you're past sin, chances you are you've already sinned. The holy you think you are, the worse you probably are. Romans 12:3 as one does not to think of ourselves more highly than we ought, but rather think of ourselves with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. 1 Corinthians 10:12 continues to tell us that if you think you're standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. That is good especially for this wachungaji. Mkango unasema do this, do this, kitoka hapa, Jehovah I'm sorry. I believe this is why the third part of the vows was written. To love, to cherish, till death do us part. The right of the vows was simply saying that the spouses are to love each other, cherish one another, and they should only let death separate them from this vow. I urge you today to only allow death to separate you from loving and cherishing one another. I urge you. Last week we said that marriage is meant to make you holy, not happy. If you're looking for happiness, and don't want to ball. Now, one betting yako in Liverpool. Praise the Lord. Yeah, there's happiness there. Kwa marriage, <laughs> I believe it was designed by God to help us be holy. The question then is how? How are you to be holy? The answer lies in the vow you've just heard. To love, to cherish, till death separate you. What you are saying in the vows sounds like this. I choose to love you and cherish you through it all. And until death separates us. Through it all. Do you know what through it all means? Through it all means what you just said last week. Through the good, through the bad, through the sickness, through the hell, through the better, through the worse. Through riches and poverty. I choose to love you and cherish you. In the first week of the vows we said through 1 Corinthians 13 that love is patient, kind, envious, not boastful, not proud, doesn't dishonor, is not self-seeking, is not angered, not easily angered, keeps no record of wrongs, doesn't delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. So love is a choice even when we are not happy. Because sometimes love is simple when we make each other happy. Hmm. When 
You remember my birthday? Yeah, I'm happy. Kwanza, kwanza mimi. My wife knows. Anniversary. When you visit my family, I'm happy. When you cook for me, generally tekenezoa keki flani, guys. Kia nani, marble. Kwa imekasi, juu yaje. Hey. When you call... Moving on swiftly. When you call me during the day, when you come to pick me, because that makes us happy. But what if none of that is happening? Are you going to choose not to love? If umenyeshewa na alisahau ama kashikona meeting baka you're drenched. Does that mean you don't love them? When they forget your birthday. When they don't come to the place you ask them to come, we must choose to love even when they unintentionally or intentionally hurt you. You must choose, we must choose love. Love is when we choose to love no matter what has happened or not happened. Whether they have the job, whether they don't. Why? Because we understand. We are all sinners. None of us is perfect. First Peter 4 tells us to love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. Someone once said that where love abounds in a fellowship of Christians, many small offenses and even some large ones are readily overlooked and forgotten. But where love is lacking, every word is viewed with suspicion. Every action is liable to misunderstanding and conflicts about, especially to Satan's perverse delight. Think of how God treats us in his abounding love. How does he treat us? Romans 8.35 confesses of this by asking the question, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Who? None. Yeah, that's a powerful question. Who shall separate you from my love? Trouble? No. Hardship? No. Persecution? No. Famine? No. Nakedness or danger or sword? No. Nothing. So how come then we are struggling to love? Sometimes even love ourselves. Christ has forgiven on the cross. I'm saying it is finished. Some of us are still carrying stuff. Still from how far back. I love you. Despite and beyond everything that you can imagine. So how, why are we still struggling? Why are we struggling to love others? Why are we struggling to love our spouses? Yes, I know. Okay, sour, but why don't we love each other? I urge us today, love, love, love. It is one of the most difficult things to do. When Christ is on the cross and he looks down and says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Hey, guys, that's not easy. That's not easy. That's not, it's not, it's not like he's saying, you know what, what do you say? 
if it was ours, he's actually saying, for the, for the hate they've displayed to me, I say, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Love will force you to forgive. But it will also force you to forgive yourself. Love. Because if we don't, in the relationships we have, even amongst our family members, brothers, sisters, your dad, you still have an issue with your father, your mother. For the longest time, I could understand why dad refused to pay school fees for me. I was like, um, say. <sighs> I had to forgive him. And just be like, sour, moving on. Love will demand you forgive. Forgive, I beg you today. For us to have clean hearts. A new word is introduced in the vows. And this is the word cherish. cherish. To cherish means to care and protect for somebody, something or somebody lovingly. It also means to hold dear, to treasure, to prize something, or in this case, someone highly. May come to our you. What the vows are demanding of us is to hold each other to a very high value, to prize each other highly, to treasure each other, despite the, despite the fact that we are human and are prone to sin. Let me ask you a question. Do you think your spouse is better than you? I still am amazed. She hate me because of this. The way my wife speaks. Muskio kizum. Yeah, can't talk like that. Yeah, I'm gonna shang shang to up on a pala. Always look at her and I'm like, Kwani, this world of us. Where did I pass through? Where did she to Kosiana happy na namungu? Look check on the water fight to up. Like do you think your spouse is better than you? Because that's what you're being told to do. Philippians 2, 3, and 4 has told us to do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value your spouse, others, above yourself. Not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. Do you value your spouse as better than you? Now, you are looking at class five. So, man, I'm back PhD. Start today. Start today, guys. And it is come up on a kitungum in scripture because I can clearly tell you, hey, we're sliding up. No, pose Yeah. Do you prize them above? Do you remember when you were sorting them out? Look at it. The guys understand what I'm talking about. This one is what my heart now to Then how come when you get into the house? I'm at that one. That's Imagine just focus too. Let's cherish one another. It is not easy, but it, it is that easy. Cherish your spouse more than anything and anybody else. 
When we love, forgiveness becomes easier. When we cherish, forgetting becomes possible. And especially because, trust me, if you live with someone long enough, that one is a given. You want me to prove it to you? Remember your brothers and sisters when they're growing up. How many never fought in the house? I'm happy to share. Ah, here you wrong. Kwanza eh na kujua. Ah ah, I refuse. Usiseme ah 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 ah. Ah ah na kama. There was a nephew, niece, uligwaruzana macho. Yeah, the only child. I tell you wrong If you live with somebody long enough, you will fight. That is the order of the day. Why you are trying to understand who they are? Okay. With the time kuna fight your blanket. With my brothers. Paka nikashinda hii vita imetoka wapi? Hiyo ndo sikuheshima iliingia. To expect no fight in a relationship is a joke. One of the things I ask couples Kwanza hawa honeymoon wao. He still in cloud now, cloud now. Oh my god. I'm like, yeah, sawa. Have you disagreed on anything yet? Is there a place you're feeling apana hapa? If they haven't, I'm like, imagine you need to find out the places of disagreement. Find them out early. Because it is better to deal with conflict when you're in a good place than in a bad place. It is easy. Choose to love and to cherish your spouse above all others. It's one of the greatest signs of humility before the Lord. Love and cherish your brothers, sisters, your work colleagues, your acquaintances. Love and cherish. That relationship needs to be good. The more we forgive, the more we love, the more we love, the more we forgive. The more we cherish, the more it's easier. I'm not saying you will, but it's easier to forget when you value someone highly. You can imagine with me today, when the president of India, Kuje, Kuje, I said, "Many what happened? I see many what were I'll be annoyed he's barging into the service, but because you esteem him, Uko. Just be yes sir, yes sir, yes sir. Nice here. Mlevi yaingia the same way. I don't think at a fikata pala. You'll be like, hey, what you want you? That's the same with marriage. Offenses become lighter the more you cherish. The more you love, the more you forgive. In a shuka. The final part of this vow says, till death do us part. The road to holiness is one long road. Holiness will take your life. It will be in your lifetime for you to be holy. It is so long that Jesus promised to be with us every step of the way. Every step of the way. There's a reason he says, I'll be with you every step of the way. He even promised us his Holy Spirit to help guide us all the way. Because he knew it is not easy. 
Guys, one of the things I must tell you and tell you openly, I've been married only eight years, eight, the character. And it is not easy. The only insurance I have is the Lord. That's it. It is not family, it's not friends, it's not the church, it is the Lord. Why? Because he said, I'll never leave you, nor forsake you. So I know he walks with me through it all. When the baby was coming, I remember, to cure hospital, and the doctor is like, eh, something is wrong, but you don't know what it is. Uh -huh. It was just a backache. What's the issue? Then I was saying, the doctors can get all crazy on you. Like, ooh, something is up. And then all of a sudden, fast forward, Kidogo, they tell us the cord is around the neck. And I'm like, yeah. Cord is around the neck. That means I'm a choke. Yeah, no wonder your wife is experiencing backache. And all through that, all I remember was Jehovah. Hey, Mazze, have mercy. If he can take you through that, he'll take you through anything. All you need to remember is the Lord is with you through it all. Through the good, that's easy to remember. But through the bad also. Through those tough days, you're like, oh, Jehovah, imagine you can kill him or kill her today and I'll be fine. Imagine, and then the Lord reminds you, imagine I am with you through it. Hebrews 13.5 tells us he never leave us. And he said, I'll never leave you. Leaving is physical. Forsaking is emotional. I'll never leave you physically. I'll never leave you emotionally. Philippians 1.6 reminds us of the same thing. He who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. What Christ started in you, imagine at the altar with your spouse, he will finish it. That is the promise. At a convert, I finish when all he has told you to do is to hold on till death do you part. That is not easy. Remember Christ on his way to the cross, a cure the garden of Gethsemane. Remember what he said. Imagine, Jehovah, I me. Please get it off my shoulders. And he finished. And right now he's sitting at the right hand of God himself. What of your marriage? What the vow is simply asking us to do is to never give up on each other till death do you part. Marriage is the holiness ground, and so as Christ hasn't given up on us, so we mustn't give up on each other. Let me repeat it again. Till death. It says death because it is the same God, Jesus Christ, that knows the very day you breathe your last on this earth. So he's asking you that if you've chosen this route of marriage, and have vowed it at the altar, stay the course. But pastor, you have no idea what this guy has done. You don't know what he has done. I've been there. Not a single guy talking to you about marriage. 
Duh. I'm married. I know. Let me ask you then. Do you know what you have done that is so undeserving of the love and cherish of the Lord? That list is long. A lot, but what has God done? What, what has he done? He has continued to love us. Continued to love us. His love has no conditions. None whatsoever. So why does yours have conditions? Why do you have conditions to love yourself? At until I'm at this place. Yeah, that's when imagine I'll be okay. No, 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 no. Christ has loved you beyond that. So why give yourself conditions? His love has no conditions. So should yours. That's hard. Hey, me. What's a meme? Meme. Mzana penda chicken. Na ati upendi chicken. That's condition number one. Ati weni weni fish to chicken. I believe this is why God hates divorce. He hates it. That's all he said in scripture. Mzana I hate divorce. Why? Because we are giving up on one another. And he has never given up on you. Think about that for a second. I believe the Lord sent me this month to inform us all that the altar of marriage is a place, just like in salvation, where he begins our work to transform you to who he is. That's all marriage. On top of everything else, that's one of the main things it does for us. This way, this work is going to be very difficult. If you choose that line, it's very difficult. If you choose a relationship, if you choose to work in a space, it's not easy. These are strangers. Belonging to a family is difficult because we are kutaki, we are full of It is just normally crazy. Any relationship is crazy, guys. That's standard. Whether it's marriage, whether it's not marriage. It is difficult because we are still human beings with a lot of faults, a lot of problems. And believe it or not, we still have so many sins inside of us. All the Lord is asking us to do is to never give up on the journey of holiness, salvation, if you're in that place, marriage, brotherhood, your relationship with your mom, dad, never give up. Never give up on each other. I beg you by the masters of God, if you have ears to listen to me today, please hear what the Spirit of God is telling us. Never give up. Join us every Sunday from 11 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. at Rubani House on Shriji Road, off Airport North Road.